The Story of Elizabeth, written by Alexander Jared from the anthology of short stories Mask of Lies. Chapter 1 The familiar pungent smell diffused into the streets of the East End. Horse shit and overflowing sewers mixed in with industrial waste. The sound of feet pattering on the cobbled streets from little boys, most still under the age of ten, ran to clean up the shit deposited by passing horses for stipends that would last them less than a night. Cussed language rang through the streets by shop owners, and the ladies pretended not to hear these disgusting words as they passed through, peering into the shop windows, wanting to be noticed. Elizabeth Marshall didn't have the time to be coy for attention. Nevertheless, she had attracted the eyes of the law. She sped through the narrow roads holding a fancy fan she had stolen from the pocket of an aristocrat lady. Usually, she was always very stealthy and took care not to be noticed, but today it seemed like luck was not shining on her. The uniformed men were on her heels. She couldn't be caught. I must not be caught, she told herself. These men had no sympathy for a woman like her. She diverted her race into a dirtier, more secluded street. Stop there, you vermin of a thief, she heard one of them shout from a distance. The words bounced off the brick walls and chased her down the street. She stopped at the intersection, heaving deeply, leaning on the broken brick wall for support. She noticed a small corner. It was darker. Yes, that would be a better place to hide until these thugs of men got tired and dragged themselves back to their office. She moved swiftly to the corner, hiding in the shadow. They wouldn't want to come here. No, their shining boots were too precious. Their uniforms too clean. All of a sudden, startled by a touch on her shoulders, she turned abruptly to see a young lad in a police uniform, his blonde hair creeping from under his hat. She did a quick study of his face in the darkness of the shadow, and he couldn't be much younger than her. Nevertheless, he was backed by the law and here to arrest her. He held the power here. You know, I notice you all the time, how you take up your little presence along these streets. I have always wanted to know why these lowlanders pursue your tail amongst other girls in that little dunk you'll stay. He smirked as he spoke. His eyes scanned her body. Here was what she hated. Men feeling they could have any kind of lady they wanted because they were men. His disgusting eyes all over her like she was for show, with a price. She gave a dull smile. I'm pretty sure you are curious, but I am sorry you would have to get laid somewhere else, she said in a polite, sarcastic tone, hoping not to offend him, but to make her stance felt. I could just blow my whistle now to alert the rest, and they will hang you and take pleasure in watching your body squirm. It will be such a shame and a waste, he sulked, rolling the steel whistle around his neck. She gave him a long stare, but not in disbelief. No, she wasn't surprised by the animalistic nature of men like this. Too bad, she thought. He is still young, yet has been corrupted by the hardship of the Aldgate rubble. Making a quick decision, she raised her gown slowly, along with the petticoat underneath, until it was above her knee, all the time watching his gaze follow her every movement. The amusement on his face gradually turned into hunger. She had to keep the fan, her prize, and she had to stay out of the clutches of the law. This was the only way. 
she raised the clothing higher until her underwear showed, before turning her back on him and facing the wall. This was going to be quick. Do the honours of handling my undergarments, as you can see my hands are full. The sarcasm was evident in her tone, but she knew he was oblivious to this right now. His eager hands pulled down her modest knickers, and she heard the battles of his steel buckle as he fought with his trousers. Elizabeth balanced her hands on the wall carefully so as not to damage the fan as he penetrated her from behind. She rolled her eyes at the rush to pleasure. He wasn't that big, nor was his skill that enticing. It didn't take long before he was done. His groans were deep, and she felt his body shiver behind her before he pulled away, leaving the stale remnants of his sweat on her neck. She pulled her knickers back up, smoothed out her gown, and faced him, her face devoid of any emotion. Elizabeth shuffled back into the shadow, against the wall, watching him with her hollow, empty eyes. There was no pain, no emotion, no fear, and no anger. She just felt numb at this. The officer backed away, smiling. London will control the world very soon. You just wait and see. The Americans think they are better, but you see, we own the brain, the resources, and the dominance. Sir Friedrich, a duke of an unknown territory, said as he and other elites sat at the round table of Elian's resistance, who was a sex pimp and controller of a small, discreet, gambling round table. Because of its discretion, privileged men preferred riding down to this dirty street rather than the big gambling houses in their areas. Elizabeth raised an eyebrow. Her tone was direct. Selling black humans from Africa and native Indians does not guarantee the dominance of London. The politicians can barely keep the streets neat and all they do is play power games amongst themselves. She sneered, trying to get a reaction from the Duke. He all but ignored her, though she could see she had rattled him amongst the other men in the room. These men did not like a woman speaking back at them with an opinion. Elian shot her a glare with her narrow eyes. Elizabeth, in response, gave a sly wink back. These men would not pay much anyway. They would rather pay the high-class sex workers who gave them no amusement or meaningful conversation. According to these men of society, the more of an independent voice a woman had, the less her worth. Slave trade, my dear, has built the economy of Britain, another said, his words slurring as he took another gulp of his wine, his face full of sweat and cheeks red as a ripe tomato. Elizabeth didn't bother replying. He was too drunk to understand anything she would say. Elizabeth was bored of the company. She turned slightly to the fireplace to get some comfort from happier memories. As she gazed at the flames crackling, she saw a movement in her periphery. Looking at the back door, she noticed Raphael, Elian's seven-year-old son. Unlike his mother, who had pale porcelain skin, Raphael had dark skin like some of the Negroes. Rumour has it that the woman had gotten laid by a merchant African prince, Raphael's father. Elizabeth liked, no, loved Raphael like a younger brother. Unlike other boys his age and status, he didn't believe in stealing and instead cleaned the yards of the elite society for stipends. He noticed her and waved. His smile was wide and held so much excitement. He signalled for her to come. She could not resist and, eager to leave the room, she stood up with elegance most of the girls envied and excused herself. 
It was evident that she wasn't needed anyway after her little outburst. She took Raphael's hands and dragged him to their secret place, a small library Elian had decided to have in her house, for whatever reasons unknown, as she never used the room except when she wanted to impress some of the clients. I got to see a white horse today, Lizzie. Oh, it was magnificent. Raphael's voice so light and rapid with his excitement of having Elizabeth here. A white horse? Really? Does that mean there is royalty visiting here in East London? She asked curiously. They hardly got to see white horses, not when the streets were filled with shit, coal and oil. I don't think so. I believe it's for sale. Anyway, he said as he sat on a low stool. I want to go to school, Lizzie. Mama doesn't want me to know nothing. Just sit here and run errands. Elizabeth smiled and walked over to his side. Your mama does not have the means to send you to school. She sighed at his lowered head and avoided eye contact, dejected. Hey, how about we use your mama's library and teach ourselves? Elizabeth attempted to get his mood back from the sadness of his current life. It broke her heart to see a young child so full of life and promise to feel so redundant. She was there at that age, and at times, she still feels that she is stuck in that abyss. But... Raphael wanted to push for better, but he knew it was useless. He stopped what he was going to say. Elizabeth took his head and wrapped it tightly against her stomach. At his age, she was abandoned in the orphanage with her younger sister. Life started with torment for her. Have you eaten? she asked him. She felt him shake his head against her stomach. She took a coin from her purse hanging around her shoulder and held it in front of his eyes. Don't tell your mum I gave you this. It's still light outside and the bakery is open. Go run and get yourself one of those sugary bagels. He did not need any further invitation. He snatched the coin, leapt to his feet and dashed out down the steps into the street. Elizabeth smiled and took a deep breath at seeing him spring into action. Then the dread returned to her mood as she left the library to return to the gambling room to sit amongst the men and their ideologies of stupidity.